the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Pitcher Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here on this Wednesday, the 18th day of January. We are officially two weeks away from the Fed announcement. Yes, uh, is it going to be a half of a point? Is it going to be a quarter of a point? Are they going to talk about a pause and all these other... But you know what the funny part is? Like they really control anything, right? This is this is a problem they created on their own. This whole thing about having to battle inflation caused by them themselves. Of course, don't worry, they're never going to say that because they, they're they're just trying to help all of us all of the time. But when you build a a, a house on on nothing but you know a, a, a house of cards, if you will. Right, because this is really what it's been built on. It's been built on this huge debt bubble that they continue to say they didn't create, that they continue to say, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. And we've lived through these boom and bust cycles now for the almost the last 50 years. And unfortunately, everyone's getting ready for the next bust, but that's why we're, that's where we come in. You put your gold, you put your silver away. Uh, you know, you think about go back to the 90s and when Alan Greenspan, Alan Greenspan, he remember he was the maestro, right? And what a great job. Yes, the, the Fed had figured it out. Of course, all they did is create the dot-com bubble, uh, which blew up massively. Uh, gold hit its bottom at $250. Why? Because, hey, they thought they really did it, Jason. They thought they solved it. The debt was going to be paid off by 2010. And, we are going to save Social Security, and nobody was ever going to have to worry about having sound money ever again. And, of course, now we've got gold uh, up again, you know, in that 19, 1920 range, uh, you know, a far cry from 250 that we started this millennial in. But, Jason, I think we're just getting started. Maybe Jerome Powell won't show up in two weeks. Uh... I mean, well, you know, he tested positive for COVID today. So maybe he won't be there. <laughs> maybe that's the maybe that's the plan, Joe. He's uh, he's got his 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 fake COVID positive test that you know everyone trusts, and uh, maybe he just he'll be uh, you know isolating that day. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yes, the, the, don't <laughs> worry. The the symptoms are mild. So eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. Of course. AllAmericanGold.com, the website. You can shop there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, we, we've got uh, all of our podcast feeds. Don't forget our YouTube channel. Uh, Jason and I, we're going to give away some stuff starting next week again, so make sure you're ready for that. Uh, we got news and articles to keep you in the know. Most of them, Jason, we never talk about because, you know, the show's only an hour. And really, with commercial breaks, it, it, it's like 40, what, like 42 minutes. You can't get it all in in 42 minutes. Yeah, you cover quite a few things each day uh, at, a, at a pretty rapid pace. Um, many of the things that Joe covers, we could probably go full two, three segments on some of this stuff. So I think the pace you said, Joe, is pretty good with the news that you bring out. 
And uh, yeah, there's definitely even if even if you were doing 10 or 15 stories a day and just reading the headlines, there's probably still another 10 or 15 you'd be missing on. There's there's always stuff going on, and there's so many parts of the economy that you need to be aware of what's happening because it does show you where we're headed. Yeah, we got the Dow down today. Gold's up today. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we had Party City come out and, and file for bankruptcy today. So this is, we really didn't even hear about Party City, and all of a sudden we wake up this morning, they're in bankruptcy. So, again, the retail thing started. Let's see, it's early. I don't want to get too excited about it, but retail says we haven't heard a lick about retail sales and now we know why, because they came out today. Uh, retail sales were down in December uh, from November, uh, which that's not a great sign. Uh, when you take the whole quarter, October, November, December, retail sales were up about 6, six I want to say 6.7%. But when you look at what inflation was, inflation was what, like 7.6, then 7.1, then 6.5%. So looks like retail sales were, were the only reason uh, you could say they were up was because people paid more. But when you actually looked at the data today, people were buying less stuff, Jason. Is that uh, quarter over quarter uh, up or, or year over year? Year over year. Year over year. So sales were down month over month. I, I can see why it's up a little bit, Joe, because I think that, uh, what, what was left of the free money in 2020 and 2021, I, I think people were – we talked about this coming into the Christmas season. I think what was left of that money, a lot of people were saving for Christmas. So I can see why that's up. That's not going to be up year over year, first quarter of 2023. Yeah, that, I, I, yeah exactly. The, the problem is, is we're going to run into these really tough comps. It's going to be a hard number here. Uh, and, and, again, a lot of it, too, was done with credit cards. Uh, so, uh, Party City, uh, the first one here, we, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond, we're waiting for their bankruptcy filing. I haven't gotten anything out of Party City as far as layoffs and how many stores they're going to close. Uh, when we get that information, we'll pass it along uh, to everybody. Uh, th then, Jason, you got to remember, we got that big thing in Davos going on, a huge update from Saudi Arabia, and what is going on with, with the petrodollar, uh, Saudi Arabia in Davos, letting it be known, hey, Saudi Arabia is ready to trade oil and whatever you want. You want to trade it in gold? We're ready. You want to trade it in renembis? We're ready. But uh, essentially letting it be known, Jason, uh, the era of the petrodollar seems to be ending. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of dollars that are coming back home, uh, and I think the petrodollar being a, that's a huge one. You know, we know that uh, when when the, when gold was delinked from the dollar in 1971 by Nixon, uh, they they needed they needed this fiat Ponzi scheme to get some legs under it, and that's when they created the petrodollars in the 70s. And that's you know, let's face it, Saudi Arabia in the mainstream media, oh, that, this, that's one of our allies in the region, but it's one of the most brutal countries in that region. It's the only reason our allies, Joe. Because they do business with us, right? We'll be back. 800-951-0592. I'll get this right. i got to keep remembering to get my mics on here. Uh, quick look here at the markets. The Dow down 270. The S&P's down 19. The, the NASDAQ's down 20. Gold's up 5 at 1915. Silver's flat at, at 2405. Here comes crude oil. Uh, by, by the way, we're going to talk a lot about oil today. 
uh, up a dollar seventy four eighty one ninety two Brent crude Jason over eighty seven unleaded gas this is wholesale unleaded gas at two sixty get ready you're going to start seeing uh, gas prices rise again here uh, Saudi Aramco uh, was warning yesterday demand from China continuing to pick up here Jason and I, I think again this, this little inflation thing this reprieve we'll see how long it lasts but the 10-year note got the 339 right now it's at 340 and we know that the Fed's going to raise rates uh, here in a couple of weeks and, and we're going to have a 10-year note that's a full point maybe a point and a half below the Fed funds rate that is not a healthy sign, but one of the reasons why you want to you wanna look into Y-Refi, our friends at Y-Refi, high fixed rates of returns not correlated to Wall Street. They don't care that Jay Powell's got COVID. They don't care about inflation. They don't care about interest rates or, or the bond market. Heck, Saudi Arabia can sell oil in anything they want. They don't care. You're locked in. Guaranteed returns. Why refi? Check them out. InvestYrefi.com. Invest the letter Y R E F Y.com or call them 888 Y Refi 24. Remember, you got to have 50,000. That's the minimum. But check it out. You can get up to 10 and a quarter percent. And Jason, starting here. To get a little interesting, uh, we had news out of Party City in their bankruptcy. Microsoft joining the tech layoff, saying they're laying off 10,000 people. And then the big news out of Davos, Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, saying, hey, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll trade oil and whatever we want. Yeah, the, you know it's it's interesting. the The old deals are no longer holding up anymore, are they, Joe? So it's a, we're moving into a new era, and and uh, I think Saudi Arabia and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and why Saudi Arabia may not want to be linked so closely to the dollar anymore. And uh, there's a lot of pivot and moving going on in the world economy, and so uh, this is another reason why the dollar will be getting weaker this year, uh, along with. Uh, China and Russia, and you know, not not having you know, Japan selling selling treasuries, all these things are showing that the dollar, which had a you know, it looked really strong last year, uh, is going to get much weaker, I believe, versus the other currencies. I, the dollar really wasn't even strong last year. How can the dollar be considered strong when gold went up against it uh, last year, Joe? So the dollar is just right now the currency that's holding out better than the other currencies. They're all really bad. And right now, uh, if, if they're all going bad, I think Saudi Arabia is looking around for other currencies to, to deal in. Well, you know, uh, we talk about Zoltan Polzar here quite a bit. He is a former Fed. Uh, he worked at the New York Fed, and he was the repo guru at the New York Fed. So when he's talking, right, you, you, you've got to pay attention. And, of course, he, he brought it up last year about, hey, you know what, we're going to enter into this, this new type of Brenton Woods where if you've got commodities, uh, you're going to want to trade it in other things that are not necessarily the dollar. Uh, but it became very clear today in Davos. Uh, Saudi Arabia says they are now 
saying that, you know, Russia as an example, all Russian oil exports now are being paid in gold. Uh, and we know the Russians have been buying a lot of gold. The Chinese have been buying a lot of gold. I think it kind of lets us know. I get the feeling, Jason, a lot more central banks are buying gold than what we know of. Remember, we still don't have a clear picture of that 300 metric tons. We know China was part of it, but who else was involved? And maybe it was Saudi Arabia uh, as, uh, you know, President Xi was in Saudi, remember, in December. We covered it, uh, talk, signing big trade deals. Uh, China's the largest buyer of Saudi Arabian oil uh, and saying, you know, they, that they've got this new special relationship. Obviously, they're tight with Russia. They're tight with Iran. Uh, both of them, OPEC members, now getting uh, very tight with, with Saudi Arabia. But, but in Davos today, Saudi Arabia says it's open, not only to the discussions about trade in currencies other than the U.S. dollars. They, they were like, hey, listen, we have no issue, no issue in discussing how we settle our trade arrangements, whether it's in the U.S. dollar, whether it's in euros, whether it's in Saudi reals. Uh, I don't think we're wavering anyone or ruling out any discussion that will help improve trade around the world. Uh, and this is coming directly out of, out of Saudi Arabia and Davos today, Jason. And this is a big deal because you got to remember uh, the, the, these, the treasuries that we have to sell every week. I mean, think about it. We're running these massive budget deficits you know, we were talking about, you know, remember last year they celebrated because it was only $1.4 trillion. The deficit in 2023 is going to be much, much higher, uh, a number closer to $2 trillion. And if things go bad, could it could be even higher than that. Not to mention the Fed is selling off the balance sheet all that much slower than they said they were. That's more uh, debt that's got to be bought up. And, and a lot of these foreign governments, Jason, they hold treasuries in order to buy things because the, the majority of trade still done in dollars, uh, the biggest market by far. It's not even close. The oil market is the biggest market in the world as far as that goes. And now Saudi Arabia is kind of saying, hey, listen, you can hold whatever currency you want. We don't. You want to. You want to trade us gold. We're in. You want to trade us in euros. We're ready. Renembis. We're ready. Heck, we'll trade our own currency. Yeah, Joe, and I. I, I think what's going on is is uh, uh, there's a great monetary reset happening worldwide, and I think the the larger currencies, the ones that are in the IF, uh, the IMF's uh, basket, so to speak. Uh, those big economies, I think they're trying to get them set close to one to one. You know that they're almost worth as much as each other, as, as relatively possible. So I think all the buying of the gold by these central banks, Joe, is just a way that when when things change, when things get switched, uh, there's going to be nervousness. There's always, hey, uh, what, we're not going to get our piece. There's always, you know, everybody's sitting at the same gambling table, but everyone wants to make make sure they leave the table happy, right? So I think the gold is just a way of, you know, I don't think we're going to a gold standard, Joe, but I think what they're doing is, hey. The, the Bank of China, the Bank of Russia, the Bank of uh, the banks that are in uh, the, Euro, the Eurozone, the, uh, the the Federal Reserve, they're, they're holding gold. I think when this thing gets switched 
and you got Saudi Arabia saying, well, well, we'll just deal with any currencies. Well, they're not going to be one of the big currencies trading one-to-one. Then they'll be, the, they'll be the lesser currencies that will trade, you know, not one-to-one with the dollar, so to speak. And I think they want this to, you know, their soft landing, Joe. I wonder if their soft landing that they talk about is when they change this economic system worldwide that everybody accepts it. Maybe that's what the soft landing is. And so I, I really see Saudi Arabia saying, we'll just trade whatever. Well, everyone's jockeying for position, right, Joe? And, and I think they're trying to get – I think since central banks all work with each other, it's a cartel. They want to make sure the amount of gold that's in each of these economies are matched kind of what their size is of their country. It sure seems like the gold is going in a very equal way to all the countries that are going to participate in this new economy, Joe. It's, it's good to bring up Saudi Arabia because oil is very, very important. But, you know, how is it going to work with currencies, right, Joe? How are you going to buy it, right? You know, you got – you got that old card, the old G7, right? And, and of course, obviously us. You got Germany, you got France, you got the UK, the, uh, Japan. We haven't really talked a lot about Japan lately, right? We saw they had some issues with their currency at the end of last year. Uh, they, they've had to raise uh, the, the Japanese uh, 10-year note now at 50 basis points from 25 basis points. But that looks like, Jason, that's not going to be enough, that, that people are starting to really sour here. Uh, we saw what happened in the U.K., uh, their pension system uh, starting to blow up and them losing a little bit of control. There's a lot of minefields out here, and, and it's going to be interesting because I feel like we've got the what I'll call the non-G7s. So you got China, you got Russia, you take all of OPEC pretty much, right? This, this new regard, India, Brazil, uh, these economies that are growing, right? Cause you know, listen, Japan's economy is really not growing. Uh, the, 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 the UK, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, right? Their economies really aren't growing, and these these other uh, these non-G7 economies, Jason. That's where a lot of the growth is, and it sure seems like these guys are starting to get their act together and, and starting to team up and saying, "Hey, wait a minute, let's make our own trade deals." Right, Joe. We'll we'll see how that goes. Right, I uh, I'm, I'm getting the sinking feeling. Well. I'm getting the sinking feeling the dollar is still going to be the world trade currency for a lot longer than people think. I know that everybody's calling for for the yuan and China's economy to overtake us. I I just I just see a, a, a new world economic system, something that we have that people aren't really talking about. Because uh, let's face it, the guys that make all the decisions, they feel like they own the whole place anyways. So what does it matter if it's China or if it's the U.S. or if it's Russia or somewhere else, Japan or India? I think they're they're cutting up the pieces of the pie a certain way, Joe, and I think uh, there's not much we're going to do about it except for the fact that the small guy that has no decision-making power when it comes to this stuff, uh, we have to live by this. And this, this is precisely why we sell gold and silvers, to help protect you against the, uh, the tidal wave of crazy economic news that's getting ready to come and, and change our world. Yeah, and this is just a fact. Listen, I, the dollar's not going away – well – it may be an electronic dollar, right, a central bank dollar. It's not going away. The, the, the problem that we see now is more trade is going to be conducted in something other than dollars. Let's just say, I don't know, just 5% or 10%. 
uh, of the world trade all of a sudden shifts away from the dollar. That's a huge, huge ramifications only because we have so much debt that we need to sell. Uh, It's just simply, hey, if you trade in other things that aren't dollars, you need less of them, period. Uh, And this is a really interesting time because we built this huge debt machine that really was predicated on, hey, everybody uses dollars. And I think a lot, listen, let's not kid ourselves. A lot of it has to do with, hey, we bullied a lot of countries, right? Hey, you don't. You don't want, you know, you, you're doing things we don't like, and, and then the United States comes in and, and makes life hard on you, and now these countries are like, well, you know what? We've got a way around it, right? We'll just stop using it, Jason. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's exactly right. I, I think that we're going to be seeing, like, it's going to happen. Things are going to change rapidly. You've got to keep your eyes on it, Joe, because... Uh, what, what's going to happen in the future is going to have huge ramifications on America. I, it seems to me that America is going to be paying higher prices for things, and this is going to be a permanent situation for America. I think our inflation, Joe, it's going to be hard to see 2% from here on out because if Saudi Arabia doesn't want dollars and China doesn't want dollars if Japan doesn't want dollars, Russia's already, I think, completely out of dollars, um, they, they, they're going to go somewhere, Joe. They're still existing out there, right? And there's too many dollars for so many items to, you know, items in the economy. The prices will just keep going up. So just keep watching those food prices, Joe. I don't think those are coming down any day soon. Well, we'll, we'll see how it all works out. Uh, some other economic data, uh, the New York Fed, uh, they had their uh, producer, or I'm sorry, their manufacturing survey uh, a huge collapse, a 22-point collapse, negative 33 now. Uh, that was twice as bad as estimates. New orders continued to fall. And then producer prices, uh, the inflation thing. Prices plunged the most since the COVID lockdown. 800 uh, We got rolls of silver quarters. We started that sale yesterday. Uh, at, at $200 uh, $200 a roll for 40 silver quarters. Uh, the $20 Liberties, one through nine uh, at $21.50, 10 or more at $21.35. Uh, and Jason, we had some Fed speak out today. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but we had the, what we'll call the producer prices, wholesale prices, down half of a percent. So this is this uh, inflation falling uh, category here. Now, most of the decline was gasoline prices on the wholesale side. Uh, As I already said, uh, by the way, oil now above $82. Uh, I think we've seen the bottom in gasoline prices. But uh, prices for final goods moved down 1.6% in December. Uh, That's the biggest drop since uh, since July. A major factor in December's increase for, for prices where there was prices uh, jump in, in margins on fuels and, and lubricants. Uh, I, I would say the the other things that oil is used for, Jason, got more expensive. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and here's the thing is is I even was watching the, uh, the mainstream media news. You know, sometimes I turn my TV on and either the national or the local news is on when I'm getting ready to watch something else, and uh, they were talking about six straight months, six straight months of lower inflation. You know, it's just 
clapping their hands, Joe, right? And, and you're talking about the prices of things going up. When inflation is going lower, you still have inflation. There should be no inflation. Inflation is, is, is a dirty trick that those, uh, those that are empowered play on those that serve them. And in and, and, and lower inflation, 6.5% and they're throwing a party, that's horrid. That's three times the level that they want it at. And then the level they want it at, they do really fine. They do, they, they do really good on that 2% that they used to have their mandate on, Joe. So uh, what you're talking about, you know, those prices going up, that's not stopping anytime soon. I, I saw the reports of uh, uh, eggs are completely out of, you know, there's just no eggs anywhere, right? And they did say, well, it's it's just the avian bird flu. It's just so severe this year. It's it's so severe. Well, I get the feeling there's a lot more than that, Joe. There's a lot more to to the to, to the egg shortage than the bird flu. You know, there's, there's inflation has a lot to do with it. And then of course, gov a government monkeying around with the rules on things makes it so that there's no eggs available. These kinds of shortages that Joe talked about yesterday. Well, I think we're gonna see a little more of those things going on, Joe, as things get a little weirder every single day. Well, and again, Unilever CEO said, "Hey, we're we're still raising prices. It, you know, yep. they may say inflation has peaked, but prices haven't peaked. So, uh, just something to keep in mind." Federal Reserve, St. Louis Fed James Bullard was out on TV today. He's a non-voting member, so remember, not all Fed governors get a vote. Uh, this year, uh, Bullard does not have a vote, uh, but he says that he doesn't want to see the Federal Reserve stall or pause on rates. He's, he's been very, very clear that he wants the, the, the rate to be between five and five and a quarter before the Fed pauses. If that's the case, he's essentially saying, Jason, 50 basis points in February, and then either another 25 or 50 in March, before a pause, but even that, Jason, really bullish because he, he's, he's acting, and they like to do this. These non-voting members, uh, they'll play with the opposite side of the voting members. It, you know, that seems to be what they do. So he's out there acting tough here, and, and, and if that's the tough stance from the Fed that, hey, we're going to be done raising rates in March, uh, th this really is setting up, this is, again, playing right into you're better off buying gold and silver today than you are, say, uh, tax time in April. Exactly, Joey. We were talking briefly about this this morning, especially since I've been on with Patriot Trading, and I think this might be generally a year-over-year -year thing anyways. Uh, I think a lot of people get their tax returns, and people that want to save some of that money, they'll buy gold and silver in April or, or May when they get their checks. Uh, this may be the time that you really want to buy this stuff now, uh, there's there's not as much buying of gold and silver right now that there really should be. There, there, gold and silver should be hot, hot, hot. People should be buying like crazy right now. And unfortunately, as, as gold has been moving the last couple of months, it's going to keep moving. And by the time you turn your do your tax returns and uh, get your tax return check, uh, just, you know, put in your account or if you get a paper check or whatever, you're going to be paying a lot more for it in April and May. I'll, I'll just guarantee that. You're going to see a lot of movement in gold and silver. This is the time to buy. Any way you could finagle it, Joe, if you can get that money now and pay it back later, uh, that would be a good way to do it because you got to you got to get it when the price point is, is, is much more to your advantage. So that's silver or gold. Really. Well, we got lucky, really. you know. And I know, right, you're like, well, wait a minute. Gosh, gold's up $300 in the last – 
eight, ten weeks. Silver's up six bucks in the last eight or ten weeks. But really, it's not. And what I mean by that is the premiums just came in. So yep. you're, you're buying it really at the same price as you were ten weeks ago. You know, and, and so it really is a, a, a great time, at least because, listen, Bullard is, is setting the benchmark here. That if he had his way, I want 50 points in February, which is in two weeks, and then eight weeks from today in March, I'd like 50 more, and then let's call timeout. So either <laughs> way, I think what we're going to see, Jason, is the Fed is going to start talking what? Because you know how they, they love to talk. They can't help it. Right, we gotta have press conferences. We gotta be out in the media. We wanna pretend. We gotta give people the illusion that we know what we're doing and we control the narrative. But the narrative is going to be that rate hikes are going to be coming to an end in the next ten weeks. That's that's what James Bullard said today. Rate hikes are going to come to an end in the next ten weeks. Uh, that's where they stand right now. Now, obviously. They have the right to change their mind, but that looks like what they want the narrative to be, which means they're going to start talking about this now. And just the talking of that is going to, to lower the dollar, right? We're going to see a lower dollar. We're going to see higher gold and silver prices. Yeah, Joe, and I, uh, they, they rose those rates, even though it was very quick how fast they rose the rates last year uh, versus other rate hike cycles recently. Uh, they, they were pretty gradual, you know, up a quarter point, up a half point, up, you know, uh, three quarters. They didn't just go right to three quarters. Uh, now the fact that they backed down a quarter point uh, from the raise from pr the previous meeting, I don't think they're going to drop off from a 50-point rate hike. I think they go to – they might go to 50 and then down to nothing, but I, I think 50, 25 and nothing or uh, down to uh, 50 and nothing, I, I – I don't see them doing 50 and 50 and then dropping to nothing. I, that's not that's that's not what they're going to do, Joe. I just I disagree with that completely. I think James Boulder is being a little uh, conservative. We're gonna see what happens. 800-951-0592. Silver quarters, $200 a roll. $20 gold pieces, 21.50. 10 or more, 21.35. Jason and I will be right back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour, Bank of America. Now the latest, telling all of their clients, "Hey, we like gold for the next three years." Uh, why do I get the feeling, Jason, uh, when those three years are up, they're going to issue another one? Hey, we like gold for another three years. Uh, saw a report out that half of the uh, the vehicles sold in the United States by 2030 will be electric. Uh, I, I think that'll put the entry point at about a hundred thousand, and then if you actually want any options, I mean, you, we, you can be paying up two hundred grand for a vehicle, Jason. There's, <coughs> I just don't know how all this is going to work with with all of this ESG and all of this other nonsense. Uh, BlackRock, uh, Larry Fink is in Davos, of course. Uh, he was out on TV on Bloomberg TV. Jason, you should have seen it. He was crying about, you know, some of the states like Texas are going after BlackRock uh, for their ESG investing. And, and he was out there crying about it and saying that the narrative's ugly, 
the narrative is creating this huge polarization uh, and that the attacks are, are starting to get personal against me and all of this. Jason, it's really, really clear uh, that, that inflation isn't going away. To your point, they keep this, this nonsense about 2%. We cannot have 2% inflation if we don't have cheap energy, Jason. It's just not possible. Yeah, think about it this way, Joe, and, and it, it seems hard for uh, the average guy that's paying attention to this to understand, you know, if, if you have to put it all together, it's like, how are they going to get all these cars to be electric by 2030? They barely can get keep the electric grid running the way it is. And the way you do it is you have to come up with more resources if you're going to push the population into some new form of society, this being, uh, you know, electric cars versus gas cars. Let's just stick with that. What, what you do, if you're the guy that, that pulls all the levers, so to speak, and make all the decisions, if you really want to push this narrative to, hey, we're going to go all electric, this is where we're going to, we're going to have ESG scores because ESG scores in digital currency, this is how we control everybody. So we got to get this, this, this uh, climate change emergency to be the number one war that the planet fights. How do you do that? Well, it's, it's, it's kind of what a, 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 a drill sergeant in the military or a teacher in school would do. What does the drill sergeant do when you got that one guy, that one recruit, or that one guy that joined? He's just not doing it. He's messing up. You know, he doesn't really care that much. Uh, he doesn't go and beat the crap out of him and, 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 and uh, beat him into submission so that he does what you want. That takes a lot of energy and time. He just makes the rest of the unit do push-ups until everybody hates that guy screwing up, right? That's what's going to happen with ESG scores and digital currencies. To get their control system in place and have everybody using electric cars, they need more resources. So how do you get more resources? You get the people living uh, a higher standard of living, let's say the United States, and you, you put the pressure on, uh, let's say, African countries and other uh, countries that have the commodities and the things needed to build this system. How do you do that? Well, you give them inflation. You give them hard times. You make their life not so convenient and comfortable and then suddenly there's not a lot of Americans and comfortable nations that are so sorry and worried about African nations and third world countries having to, you know, put cobalt on their back and, and walk it by, by hand to, to, to where they need it for, for, uh, for making cars, Joe. I think they're going to be able to accomplish this, uh, especially if ESG scores take root and the digital currency is put into place like it's, it's going to be. Uh, this, this climate change agenda, which is totally unnecessary, is, is going to come to fruition, Joe. It, lords and peasants, we are heading for economic times that are going to be very, very uh, painful for a lot of people. And I think, listen, we're going to see a ramp up in government spending here. I mean, Larry Fink, I mean, he's out there trying to save the narrative of ESG. Listen, we, we're talking... We spent trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. People have invested trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. It, and has it changed anything? Right? Think about it. We, we put all these solar panels, these wind farms, electric vehicles. It hasn't changed anything. And then John Kerry was in Davos. Remember him? The ketchup guy? Right? Well, he married the ketchup heir, right? Pretty smart, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna get money, might as well marry it, right? That's the easiest way uh, to to become wealthy is is marry the money. But he was out there. He he said we need money, 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 money. He said money seven times in a row. Uh, and why do I get the feeling, Jason, as we get into this this recession slash depression, this this next economic crash, this boom and bust cycle? 
Listen, I didn't create the boom and bust cycle. Don't be mad at me because I'm telling you that the next bust is coming, right? It wasn't my doing. It, 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 it all lays at the hands of the central bankers here, Jason. But I, I already can tell you, I can feel it in my bones. They're going to come up with these huge spending packages. It's going to be loaded with ESG pork. We're going to run deficits, three, four, five trillion dollars, I guarantee it. And, and liberal, liberal socialist type of Americans are okay with this. They, they, they think they need to save the world, right, Joe? I mean, I was, uh, I don't do video games on my phone, but I was, I was doing one of those little games, you know, the, the, the so-called free games. They, they, they say, oh, hey, free games. It's not free because they have all these ads loaded in for you to keep playing the, the so-called free game. And in those ads, every time they want you to play more games, and it's always, uh, I don't know, have you seen these, Joe, where it's like you, know, you got the, the, the woman that's freezing and you got to go in and play the game and give her a coat and give her a way to fixing her house, and it's you saving this poor woman who's freezing, right? And it's games like that which is teaching you, oh, you need to use your resources to help other people. You're here to save the world, right, Joe? This is how they're going to do it. They're going to get bigger. You know, they don't really need the, the average guy just working the 9 to 5. They don't need all his money. But the, but the things he puts his money into, the the, uh, the the companies that are pushing solar and pushing wind and all this other stuff, they need, hey, hey, pay more, pay more now, but we're going to save the world. We're, we're saving the world. You need to, you know, it's, it, you're going to feel good about yourself when you pay more for your for this and pay more for that because you're saving the world, Joe. This is how they get everyone, right? This this is how they how they get people to, to, to believe in climate change and all this garbage. Uh, hey, everyone needs to do their part. Just just not anybody that's a billionaire and, and a, uh, in the big club, right? Yeah. Well, again, hey, I, I'll say this: I'm all, I'm all for it because it's actually going to drive gold and silver prices to, to record highs because it's just going to make everything so much more expensive. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two rolls of silver quarters, two hundred dollars a roll below twenty eight dollars an ounce right now. Uh, silver's at twenty three eighty six. Uh, twenty dollar gold pieces, uh, one through nine twenty one fifty ten or more twenty one thirty five. Uh, you got gold here at nineteen eleven nineteen twelve. Jason, we're, you're almost approaching just $200 over spot for $20 gold, uh, especially at, at this price point. It's just, it, it, it's just great. I love the fact that, that it, you're getting that close to spot again because that, that seemed to be gone for the last several years. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you said that it'll be short-lived. I, I don't know how short-lived it'll be, but I get the sneaking suspicion in a couple of months uh, as you said, Joe, the premium uh, premiums might go back up, especially if demand just starts pushing. And I think demand is going to keep pushing. You've got an opportunity. If you're listening to this show, you have an opportunity to buy silver today at, at an extremely good price. You have a, an opportunity to buy gold at an extremely good price, and it matches all income levels. I know that not the average guy, uh, he might not be able to plunk down over $2,000 to get a piece of gold today. Uh, you may have to save up longer to get that. But when you have silver quarters at 200 bucks. Uh, that's that's in most people's price ranges. Now, if you're not even in that price range, there's not a whole lot I can do for you. I'm just telling you, just uh, go out there and, 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 and kick some butt and get into the position where you can buy silver. I know that uh, once in a while, Joe, I talk to guys like they're so frustrated because they want to buy more and they want to buy more, and I, and I get that. I was At one point, I was kind of in that situation, 
Uh, you just have to just be disciplined, and you got to put that money away. And, and uh, our medals program, well suited for even a lower uh, ability. If you you know a hundred dollars a month, you know a half of a roll of quarters. You you put that hundred dollars away in the medals program, Joe. Every three months, we're going to get you three hundred dollars of the medals, and uh, that's a good way to get started. If if you can't even buy the roll of quarters today, but regardless, Joe, everybody else get some quarters and get some gold uh, twenty dollar liberty today. Yeah, and again, I think the the longer term here, you know, we're talking short term, right? We're saying, hey, hey, we really like gold uh, between now and tax season, uh, you know. And then you you hear things like like Bank of America. I mean, and all the financial institutions. Because here's what they're saying: Hey, uh, the only thing that w- wasn't really attractive last year in gold and silver was the ETFs. The ETFs, it's attractive now, so money's flowing there. Uh, you know what? The I didn't even get to it. The Royal Canadian Mint, that's the UK Mint. Jason, all-time record high purchases in gold and silver from the UK Mint uh, as well. Demand globally is huge, uh, and, and all of these things, especially what's going on with the Fed and the rate hikes, Bullard today kind of saying, hey, the Fed at most, Wants to be between five two five and five and a half, so they're only a point away, a uh, couple of meetings away, and that's the that's the you know that's the best case scenario. Uh, that really isn't a very strong dollar mentality, and I think it's wishful thinking that they've got inflation under control. Not only do they not have it under control, Joe, it's actually a part of their mandate. They just want to have it. Uh, they created the situation we're under uh, currently, and they are going to be the masters of where it goes. And uh, I think 2% is in the past. I think that uh, they're getting us used to a higher level of inflation, which, Joe, that just means there's going to be uh, more have-nots and less haves. You know, you want to be in the have category. You want to be, you want to be a lord. You want to be, you want to stack. Just like Joe said for years, be your own central banker, right, Joe? And uh, 800-951-0592, that's the first step, Joe. Yep, put it away. Jason and I, we're coming right back with the half-empty cup. Go to 1360KHNC.com and pick us up on the stream there. you love wealth better than liberty, the tranquility of servitude better than the animated contest of freedom, go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsel nor your arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains be set lightly upon you, and may posterity forget that you were ever our countrymen. Samuel Adams. Hi. My name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating. Since 2010, painting residential and commercial location. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service. Again, 970-978-9565.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.